Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff, and this is my podcast. It's mostly for parents of children with cancer or leukemia, but it's also for anyone else who's involved in caring for children with cancer or leukemia. And today I want to speak a bit more about that tumour type, that DIPG that I talked about in the previous podcast episode. And listen to that one, it explained that DIPG stands for Diffuse Intrinsic Pontine Glioma, a particular type of brain tumour located towards the bottom of the brain. And today I particularly want to talk about the question of doing a biopsy of a tumour that looks like it's a DIPG on the scan. And that's a fairly important question. I'll explain why. Uh, In pretty much any other area of the body, when we see a tumour or something that we think might be a tumour on our scans and our x-rays, a very important and routine thing to do is to take a sample of it and send it off to the pathologist so they can tell us what this lump is. Is it a tumour? Is it a cancer? And if it is a cancer, what particular type of cancer is it? Is it a sarcoma or a lymphoma or a neuroblastoma? What type of tumour? And taking that little sample to send to the pathologist, that's called a biopsy. Sometimes you might just take out the whole tumour and send the whole tumour for analysis. But other times you might just take a small sample of the tumour. You might stick a needle into it and just take a tiny little sample and send that to the pathologists so they can work out what sort of tumour it is. And that's what you do pretty much in any other part of the body. This is where things are different with this particular tumour type of DIPG. And for many years, we didn't do biopsies of tumours that looked like DIPG on the MRI scan. And I'll tell you why we didn't do biopsies. Firstly, the appearances of DIPG on an MRI scan are very typical of that particular tumour. There's not many alternative tumours at that location that would be anything other than DIPG. When you have the classic appearances of this diffuse tumour in the pons, it's a diagnosis that you can make just based on the scan. So it's not like a tumour of a bone in the leg where it could be this tumour or it could be that tumour. Pretty much it's going to be a particular tumour type, this DIPG, based on the appearances on the scan. The second reason we didn't do biopsies was because it's a tricky area of the brain to approach for a neurosurgeon. As I explained in the last episode, There's a lot of very important nerves all bundled together and all going through this area and it's just a tricky place for a neurosurgeon to operate and it's got some risks associated with it and if you went back 20 years it was a bit more dangerous to biopsy that area and so neurosurgeons were reluctant to do it particularly when the scan looked so typical of this DIPG tumour type. Third reason was that when we did have biopsies of these tumours, sometimes they looked more aggressive, sometimes they looked less aggressive, but 
it didn't seem to make a big difference. The appearance under the microscope didn't sort of influence much how well our treatment would work. Our treatment was with radiotherapy, you know, radiation therapy to the area of the tumour, and whether it was a more aggressive or a less aggressive looking tumour didn't seem to matter that much. The effect of the radiotherapy was about the same regardless. So we had a scan that looked exactly like this tumour. We had a surgeon saying it's a bit of a dangerous area to biopsy. And the appearances on the pathology didn't really make that much of a difference to us. And so for many years, we would look at the scan, we would say, this is a DIPG, and then we would proceed to give radiation therapy as treatment. So things have changed more recently, and now we find ourselves doing more biopsies of these tumours. And let me explain why. Firstly, the neurosurgical techniques have become better and with navigation techniques and stealth imaging and computerised systems, they can now guide a needle on a safe path to get to the tumour and it's not as risky as it used to be. Now, it's still a very important area of the body and it's still got its risks, but it's become a more manageable procedure with modern neurosurgical techniques. It's still a biopsy, of course. The surgeon isn't going to go in and try to take out the whole tumour. You'll remember what I said in the last episode about trying to remove all the honey from the bunch of spaghetti. Well, it is still like that. But they can now get a tiny fragment using a, a needle that's guided into the tumour using imaging techniques. The next thing is that we've since learnt these tumours often have a particular DNA abnormality. They have this particular abnormality in the tumour cells, not in the normal cells, uh, that's called the H3K27M gene mutation. It's a long and complicated story of science, but this is something that's found in the great majority of these DIPG tumours, and it's important to know if that's there sometimes. There's a couple of variations on the H3K27M. There's loss of trimethylation. And there's some other DNA changes that are a bit like that. And it's useful to know if they are there because that really does confirm exactly what type of tumour it is beyond any doubt at all. Next We've learnt over the years that sometimes the MRI appearances suggest that it's a DIPG, but it really isn't. It's some other form of tumour. So we've now learnt that sometimes the scan looked exactly like a DIPG, but it turns out that it was a different form of tumour. Or in particular, maybe it didn't have this H3K27M gene abnormality there. And this may be important in working out how best to treat the tumour and what the outlook will be. A final reason why we like to get a biopsy sometimes is because we're doing more and more of what you call molecular profiling of tumours. I've done a big bunch of episodes on this, but it involves taking a sample of the tumour and analysing all of the DNA in the tumour, trying to learn as much as we can about the tumour, trying to find out if there might be some drug that 
you wouldn't have thought of, but it might be worth trying. So this is called molecular profiling, or you might hear it referred to as precision medicine or precision oncology, and it might turn out to be useful to get a tiny tissue sample and do all these fancy tests and hope that it can help you find a better treatment for that particular child. It's still usually done within the realms of research studies, and I wouldn't say that we reliably find useful information from this technique, but more and more we are interested to have a sample and to be able to do these studies and see whether something useful can be learnt. Finally, I should mention that a lot of the big research studies around the world of new treatments for DIPG are mostly to be done in people who have had a biopsy. And that's part of doing good science, to be sure that you are treating what you think you're treating. Probably if you went back to the 1970s or 1980s, research trials in DIPG may well have included some children that didn't really have what we would call a DIPG today. Maybe they didn't have the H3K27 gene abnormality. And so in many of the big research studies conducted around the world now, there is a tendency to ask that a biopsy be performed. So they're the reasons why we are finding ourselves doing more biopsies. Now having said that, I couldn't say that it is the absolute standard thing now to do a biopsy on a patient who has a tumour that looks like a DIPG on the MRI. I couldn't say it was standard and I couldn't criticise a group that said, no, we're not going to do a biopsy in this particular situation. It's still something that's emerging as uh, something that's probably good to do and many of the big units around the world and the best units would be more routinely doing biopsies of DIPG tumours, but there would be times when they don't. There might be tumours that look like they've got a lot of bleeding in them. There might be a child who's not well enough to handle the procedure. There can be reasons why not to do a biopsy. So I wouldn't say it's absolutely standard and every child with DIPG needs to have a biopsy, but more and more we are looking to do biopsies or recommending biopsies and more and more some of the big units around the world are doing the same. The biopsy still has its risks. It's a needle biopsy, it's directed using computer uh, directed systems, but there's still a small risk of some sort of complication occurring within the tumour, damaging some nerves, causing some bleeding, but this risk is small and we're now getting more and more experience with it and getting a feel for how big is that risk. So that's the situation regarding biopsy in DIPG. Finally, I just want to tell you something else that's happened to DIPG. Remember how I talked about that DNA abnormality within the tumour, uh, H3K27M gene mutation in the tumour? It turns out there are brain tumours in other parts of the brain that we've now learnt have this same DNA abnormality. So there's other parts of the brain called the thalamus, for instance, and a few other places in the brain where we've now learnt that certain of the tumours at that location have this same DNA abnormality. And so what we've done now is, instead of having tumours that we call DIPG and those other tumours, 
they're now all put together into one group, you know, for classification as something called diffuse midline glioma. Midline means they're all towards the middle of the brain, not way out on the side of the brain. So their diffuse midline glioma includes the patients with DIPG and patients with brain tumours elsewhere in the brain, but which have this H3K27M gene abnormality or loss of trimethylation or one of those. And by and large, our expectations for those tumours are that they'll behave in the same way. We still look to do uh, radiotherapy usually, but with the diffuse midline gliomas at other locations, they're usually a bit more suitable for surgery, or they often are more suitable for surgery, but not always. So I'll finish up there, but that's the story with DIPG and whether to do a biopsy. An emerging case is there. It's become safer to do a biopsy. We get important information, but I couldn't really say that it's absolutely standard everywhere you went. Anyway, thank you for listening in to Understanding Childhood Cancer with Dr. Jeff. Uh, Be nice to the nurses, look after yourself, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.